Well, friends, welcome to the From Busy to Rich podcast. Our podcast exists to inspire advisors to increase profitability and quality of life for themselves and those they serve. My name is Justin Lakin, and with me, as always, is Wes Young. Unfortunately, for those of you who can see us, Andy, as you'll see, is not with us. Apparently, he took this season's topic to heart a little too literally. If I wasn't doing this, then I'd be doing this. So, Wes, kick us off a little bit with some context here on the topic before we dive in. What, what are we going to be talking about? Yeah, so um, this this is... Uh, it, it came to me out of a, a conversation I had with a friend of mine, Dick Patterson. Dick, if you're listening, thank you for the conversation. We had a great time. Um, so I met Dick probably eight years ago when he came through the Transform Learning Series that we that we teach ongoing. And... Um, now, when I met Dick, he was 70 years old. Now he's 78. And, and what we were talking about at age 78 is how he was implementing new things into his organization still. He's actually hiring a person and asking me about if, well, who would be a good fit. So we kind of went back and forth with that. But but he's radically transformed his practice over the last eight years. And I've got to be have a front row seat to that. And I love it. Um but but a lot of times at age 70, people are not willing to change anything, right? So that's what I, I love about his spirit. And you just love being around him. He's a great guy. And 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 at the end of our call, here's where here's where it, this came to me is he said, you know, I have I have friends that'll always ask me, Dick, when are you gonna retire? And he I said, I always say the same thing. I said, Why would I retire from something I love? And 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 I loved that statement because I think. I think that is a really powerful thought process to continue to uh, use as almost a navigational beacon when it comes to how we do our work and our lives is, is how do we create a life we never want to retire from? And, and what it made me think of is I told Dick, I said, Dick, you know what that reminds me of is, is there's a great Luke Combs song out there and, and, and it, it's, it's called doing this. And, and basically the theme of the song is he had a reporter ask him a question because he's big and famous about, Hey, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? And he goes through, he says, well, I'd be going down the truck in an old van with my buddies and singing at the local honky tonks and handing out CDs that I'd burned for free and playing music with my friends at night when we couldn't get a gig. And he said, basically, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing this because it's something he loves, something it's not a job, right? It's it's something he wants to never retire from because he gets such enjoyment from. Um, and you may have heard it as we replaced our intro music with that Luke Combs song. And if you didn't hear it, it's because the rights to do that are so expensive that once we assessed it, we just said, we ain't doing this. Uh, so, so, uh, either way, go listen to the song because it, it really does, uh, match the theme of what we're, uh, going to talk more about today. Yeah. I want to pause right there. You- and unpack that a little bit. You had some great points. First off, and Dick clearly proves that he can teach an old dog new tricks. So that that was right. Dick. But the you know the idea of of most people when you talk to, especially as an advisor, I know me with clients. All too often, I hear comments about you know when I retire, then I'll be able to do this. Right, like everything is about getting to a destination where then life begins. It's kind of this this mentality. But what you're talking about is more of, of creating, especially on the advisory side of creating a place where you are already living in that space. Now it's not a, a place to get to. It's a place that you exist in. Is that kind of what your, your theme is? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that 
what is possible, and it's a question most people don't ask, is what do I need to do in order to create a life I don't want to retire from? Specifically, uh, today we're going to talk about this as it relates to our work that we get to do every day. Because work often has uh, such a laborious um, and even social uh, negative bias to it that people connect it with, well, when I get done with my work, then I can play. But your work can somewhat be played. So it's not, this isn't like we're, you know, we don't have slides in our offices or at ping pong tables, you know. I, I guess you may in the backyard because we're, we're remote. But um, th- so it's not about an absence of like, struggle or or adversity or difficulty because nothing nothing really worthy does have that it is not absence of that but it is a, it can be a such a joy for the purpose that you're doing and and where, where i want to go justin is as i was thinking about this and dick you know triggered it uh so thanks for the idea for for this it, it relates to creating a life you never want to retire from and a, and, a, and and specifically as it relates to our work today and i think we'll pick this up next week again is uh, I want to I want to talk. It reminded me of a a David Sailors interview um, that I heard several years ago, and I, I went back and re listened to it because it, it really did become a it gave language to something we were trying to do anyway as it relates to creating a uh, organization that the kind of people we we're looking for are looking for. And, and J- David, just by way of background for everybody, uh, he is he was the marketing uh, director for Chick Fil A. And we talked about Chick-fil-A before, you know, awesome restaurant company, $17 billion uh, organization. Yeah, small company. I may have heard of them. Yeah, that's right. Little bitty company. Um, and and they have the best chicken sandwich. Sorry, Popeyes, uh, you lose. Chick-fil-A wins. And in the world. And and but he would now they're that today. And he he left them, I don't know, three to five years ago. I can't exactly remember. But but transition to his next opportunity. But here's the here's what I love is when he started, Chick Fil A was not a seventeen billion dollar organization. It was when it was in its infancy, and uh, in fact, he was joked that his office uh, they moved in an extra portable trailer that they cut a hole in the existing uh, building they had to stick on the side, and that was his office. Him and one other guy were the marketing department for Chick Fil A. So. It was, uh, it was, it was humble beginnings, but here's what he said. He said, I got out of college and I wanted to make my goal. Here's my goal. Make as much money as I can, as fast as I can to retire as early as I can. And for him, that meant by 35, by age 35. And I don't know about you, Justin, but I, I don't necessarily think that is an uncommon, like default goal of people coming out of college. Your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, you, I mean, you nailed it. That's exactly what I thought, like in college, like year one, I initially went to school for architectural engineering. I thought I was going to be the next, you know, pick your celebrity architect and designing everything. So, you know, I did what any smart person wanting to make lots of money would do. And I joined the army. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We're all millionaires begin, right? That that, that did arrange my plan. But yeah, like that was, uh, you know, I, I chased opportunities especially post-military chasing opportunities looking for that yeah but but what i found is i started losing things on the way and time being one of the biggest ones and that like seeing other people pass away you know at 30 before ever having a chance to reach 35 let alone to use any of the money that they were trying to build up for for a future yeah yeah 
Well, David, he he kind of says this statement. Yeah, retire as as make as much money as I can, retire as fast as I can, and uh, and 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 that's I think not an uncommon default objective because because I believe a lot of times your 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 passion for things that you've never done or or work that you've not yet even seen exist. It, it it's it's fine that that's a default goal and it's natural and normal. So I'm not saying like you have that thought process and that's what you're, you're, maybe you're, you're young and you're listening to this right now. It's your first job. Uh, I think that's common. Um, it certainly was in my mind as well, but here's, here's what happened is he said he had a really good friend, David did, that was a fraternity brother of, of his and said, um, you know what? The last thing you need to worry about coming out of college is how much money you're going to make. He said, what you need to do is focus on finding a leader that you admire in an organization that you would love to be a part of what they're doing. And, and he said, when you focus on what you're becoming ahead of what you're getting, ultimately you're going to become something great in the process and get all that stuff ancillary on the way. And, and he said, that's where he really uh, began to lean into the opportunity that was given to him at Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A was offering half the money of any, any of the other places that he could go. But he so loved Truett. Truett, you know, you can go read his books, follow his story. He's an incredible man. Had the opportunity to meet him once. And his whole life was built around this Proverbs 21. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And, uh, and so you're a part of a good name is what you felt when you were joining up with what he was doing. And he would talk about where they were going to go, talk about the opportunities ahead and the people they were going to impact and the richness that they were going to create for those that they served, as well as the people that were a part of what they were doing. So he said he jumped aboard. And, uh, and was super excited. And of course, you know, the, the, the opportunities that have fallen him since and the ride he's been on are, are wonderful. And you can read more about David, but, but here's a question that, that he, he gets at, he got asked all the time is, Hey, how do you hire such incredible people and managers and partners at Chick-fil-A? Um, which, which, um, you know, thankfully is a question that, that we get around here a lot. As we're teaching advisors and transform how to build an organization that you want to be a part of, that really is, is a question. Well, how do you, how do you find the good people? And for us, it's less about finding good people and then creating a company or an organization that the kind of people you're looking for are looking for. I mean, most of the people uh, have made their way to us because of what we've created. And, and again, I'm not saying we, we, we have warts and flaws big time all over the place as well. But that is our focus. That's our heartbeat is let's, let's create an organization that you never want to retire from. Not that eventually that's all of us leave, right? It's uh, by the choice or default, but let, let's create something that, that all of us want, want, want to be a part of. And, and what, it, what David did for me is really give language to things we were trying to do organizationally. And I, and I want to talk about them, Justin, and there's, there's, there's the language he uses is the CCCP, CCCP. And so it's competence, capacity, contribution, and promotion. And, and I, I and this is my heart for this. And you, Justin, you've been in our organization long enough to observe this is that I, I hate, uh, like performance reviews. I always felt like when I was trying to do them in the early days, I was like, just pointing out all the flaws and condemning. And, and it was so unnatural for me. I know my personality type. I'm much better as a, a coach and a, hey, 
let's talk about where we want to go and the future of what we want to create. And that's kind of my leadership style. And, and, and subsequently, the people that are a part of our organization have that similar conditioning and, and, and leadership style. And that's, that's why they join. But these things are things, and we'll, we'll share with them how we implement them, but um, they, they, they really are just, if you're, if you're struggling as a leader right now to figure out how to attract great people or how to develop the people you have um, and yourself, this is a great framework and it's easy to remember and you can have universal language around it. So CCCP, let's talk about each one. The first one is competency. So competency around what we hired you to do and are you doing an A plus, uh, how do we get you to do an A plus job or become an A plus player at what we hired you to do? So Justin, I want to talk about this one for a second. So anybody that, that comes to our organization uh, that we determine, hey, this is going to be, we need this role for a variety of reasons, which we'll get to later. Um, one of the things that I think has been most useful, and I'd love to hear your thoughts because you came into the organization with this framework already. Uh, that you, you, uh, uh, hopefully it was clear, but is we set out to say, all right, what is, what is the next six months to a year look like if in this role we're hiring you to do right now? Not the one that you may evolve into and not the one that, you know, as you develop, you're going to become, but right now, if we hire you this world, what does wild success look like along the way of that first 12 months together? Let, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think it was extremely helpful coming into the organization. And I think it's important for any organization. And it, it really summarizes the point of what you referenced a minute ago is everything is about driving towards around the idea of, of what you're becoming versus what you're getting. And that's just a, an interesting concept or way of putting it and kind of flips the normal on its head because everybody wants to focus on what am I getting or what am I looking for versus what do I need to become in order to get what I'm looking for? It's just a completely uh, you know, way or of approaching it. And so it was, it was interesting coming in to kind of have that opportunity to help define that. Obviously didn't know where things would go long-term and still don't like there's still so much opportunity within the world of advising, like what, but based on our vision within that, where do I see myself being, what do I want to grow into? And then actually building a roadmap, which was, which gave two things. One, it gave me clarity on, on, how I could define success for myself. And then a second thing is kind of an accountability piece of, of what I could be accountable to, to define that. And then the freedom to refine things as you went along. Cause there were some things that as you went along, like, oh, that, that doesn't necessarily apply or like, oh, there's this other thing that we're going to change. Yeah. Um, but it was, it made, made the transition pretty fast in my opinion of, of having that ability yeah, I, I think in my observation and just auditing a ton of advisor practices and doing this the wrong way or just not, not with excellence myself is, is you, you, you've got to deci decide as a team in an organization, if you're going to add a new person into the organization, um, you owe it to them and you owe it to your team and each other to take the time to define what do we agree success looks like in this role? Because I, I'm going to tell you, I, I hear this a lot. Well, you know, I've got this, this employee or this team member and they're, it's just, I just don't like the way things are going. And, and, and then I always ask a follow-up, well, what don't, what's, what would you like it to look? If, if it was wild success over, over, let's just say a day in the life of that person, they've been with you six months. What does wild success 
look like in, if they're doing their job well every, every day. And it's funny how difficult people are like, well, it's, I just feel better about it. Well, what does it take to feel better about it? You know, help me, help me understand that. So, so we have these success matrix and we'll post a sample of that in the show notes for, uh, for a role. Uh, again, something we, we teach to and transform all the time. Um, you know, again, those of you who are listening, we're getting ready to fire off another enrollment period. Um, if you're listening to this as we come in in December, uh, so, so be on the lookout for our, on our website to go ahead and early bird sign up for that. Um, but here's the thing. If, if you don't know what it is, how do you expect them to? And so, and, 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 and then if you agree on what it is, again, you can, you can then say, all right, let, now let's check in with each other and, and say, here's what wild success looks like, uh, based on what I, what you are today and what we need you to be in six months and what do we need you to be in a year. And then, like you said, Justin, this is one of those things that as you're, as you're developing and growing, we, re, we evaluate and we say, you know, yeah, I don't think we do want you to go over. I, I think we've heard now let's, let's change and, and morph the role. And, and that kind of starts getting into some of the other things, but, um, competency at, at our core, if you could do one thing that I would say would revolutionize your team. It is what has to happen for them to be considered an A player in the role that you're hiring them for this year. And, and if, and again, if you've got existing team members, they're, there's going to, they're probably check a lot of the boxes already, but we all have room for excellence, right. And, and, and change and improvement. If it's a new team member, it is imperative because they're transitioning into your organization. Um, anything else on competency before we move on to capacity? Yeah. I was just going to say, even if for those of you listening, even if you're not about to hire or you say you don't have any staff, like this is something you should be looking at yourself for as well. Right? Like how am I developing in my competencies? And, and maybe there's areas I need to focus on more. Like if you're looking to transition into fee-based advising and doing like truly holistic based planning, then there are some new competencies that you're going to have to grow in and like looking at and defining what success looks like is going to be critical if you're ever going to get there. It's no different than going to the gym. And if you're not defining like what your goals are and you say, I want to lose some weight, like how realistic is it that you're going to stick with the training program that someone's going to come up? It's going to be uncomfortable at some point. You have to define or what you're working towards, the type of workouts you're doing may not get you to where you actually want to go because you never clearly defined it. So I think that's important. Like don't, don't tune out if you don't have staff or think like, oh, this doesn't apply to me, it absolutely does. Yeah. And it's, and it's a, it's a bit of an overlapping circle, I'd say of you got the competency and then you've got capacity and, uh, and then contribution. So, so competence, uh, capacity really is how can you right now, if you, let's say you check the role you're hired to do, you are a plus. I mean, you, you are a, a contributor at an A plus level. And, um, based on what you originally set out to become, and you're that right now, but if you're also not like, like, like Justin was just saying, pushing the edges of, okay, but how could I, how could I keep, so I got my A plus work I'm doing now. How could I do that and do it in 80% of the time that I'm doing it now? Like not add more hours, not, not do more, but, but, but do the same amount with the, the less hours doing it. So. You know, what is that? If I'm working 40, then uh, I, how can I do it in 32 or, or whatever it might be? How can I, how can I deliver the same value at an A plus level that I'm doing now in the job I'm doing now with fewer, with less effort? Cause let's face it. If you are, uh, you know, 
if, if you if you are grow if if you're doing this role and you're doing it well, you ought to be so much more efficient at it next year than you are this year. And, and so this is all about how do we create the, what do we need to do in this person or in our team to to get that. And I think that's several things. I think one is training. You say, okay, you're doing, yep, you're meeting, you're meeting the demands, you're A plus, but how could we get you to do the same thing in, in less time? Well, maybe you could learn it, even though you're doing it really well, how do I do it just a little different? Um, or, or, uh, how, how do I, maybe it's, what if we could bring in some technology that would make doing this? So like, I'm going to give you a great example of this. So, um, you know, we, we use a whole list of plan as an example to evaluate tax returns. They'll only do personal tax returns because a big part of what we do is we want to make sure nothing gets missed. And, and we also want to make sure that in the clients coordinating the tax uh, plan with the, with the C, client CPA, that we've got clarity on what has this client been doing? So we use a holistic plan to analyze the last three years tax returns. Well, you know, we used to do that, Justin. And you know, it was me and Cody and you that would go, all right, well, let's I don't know. I'll do this, these five and you do these five and we're combing through these and we create a summary. And then, but we're always, and you only determined is holistically does the same thing we were going to do on those personal tax returns. Um, at least at a summary level, again, we may still, we like digging into the return, but it does it in seconds. You know, what was going to create for us, you know, an hour of work in, in some cases. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, of, I, I don't know why, but I thought of somebody chopping an onion, right? Like when I cut an onion, it looks a lot different than like a chef chopping an onion. Yeah. Right. We're cutting the same onion, but theirs is really fast. So like there's an efficiency, like a training capability, but then maybe they buy a piece of equipment that does it in even less time, right? Like this. Right. It's just always that. That's what I think. And when you talk about capacity is like in those different modes, you know, how could I adapt to where I'm getting the same thing done, chopped onion, but, but yeah. I produced I mean, it takes and freed me up to do more, more onions in that regard. Absolutely. Hacks, shortcuts, ways to do things that we didn't, but you know, no, you don't do that if you aren't regularly asking the question of, of, Hey, what, what, what can I do to create more capacity? If you just go, well, I'm doing everything I can. You're doing everything you can based on your, your habit. And I listen, I love, there's a great quote out there. Uh, Octavia Butler says a habit is more dependable than inspiration. And then goes on to say, continued learning is more dependable, is more dependable than talent. And, and I think those two things, yeah, we've all got habits that are helping you operate in an A player right now. But if you also don't take the time to say, how do I create new capacity with my existing set of hours? You're, you're going to miss out on so many things that could make your life easier, give you back. It, we love these words, Justin, is you'll use less administrative energy and more creative energy because at the end of the day, as long as the onion's chopped and it's chopped is at least as good as I, it doesn't matter if I did it manually or if I used a machine, it doesn't. In fact, I now have more time to do other things about thinking what else we could cook, you know? So what are you guys doing? Do you, do you spend time asking that question? Hey, you're an A player now. What would you need? What are you exploring to create new capacity? Here's where you also have to take into consideration wiring of people. Some people are wired. The worst thing you could do is put them in a room and say, think of creative ideas where you could do this more efficiently. Uh, they are more wired. You know, you look at the working genius to just let me get it done. And, um, and so you need, but, but here's where that's where like, if your organization's full of people that are not, let's, let's say they don't have a lot of wonder or invention. Um, 
as, as, or, or even discernment in, in them as far as, if we, and you can go back and listen to a few uh, past episodes of Working Genius, or you can go to the Working Genius podcast by Patrick Lencioni to understand more about that. But it, there are people out there that you can borrow or coaches that you can hire that do have that. That's why I have a lot of productivity coaches. You know what they do? They come in and they analyze all the things you do and they just watch how you do them. And then they say, all right, here's nine ways where you could do all those same things way more efficiently, faster. And, um, and again, you didn't, you, you just, you had someone else that from the outside looking in gave you ideas around these things. So as we explore this, I want to come back. So, so, so far, you know, we're, 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 we're in this competency. You got to be a grade A player. What's the, what's the process to getting you there? What do we need to, you know, make sure wild success looks like use the success matrix. Uh, capacity when you're when you're there. How do we make it more efficient? These are things we all ask every single quarter on our team. How do we be more efficient than the thing we're already doing? Um, and then contribution. This is a lot of fun. This this is where like, what are you passionate about? And let's try on more of that because now we've created more more capacity, right? We we figured out how to be an A player with less time, and it gives us this free space to create new possibilities new future that I want to do, new contribution I want to make. Um, this is where we, one of the things we're big on is uh, trying to, trying to, trying to define what, what is that new space you want to explore and what projects can we do to see if that's something that actually you like? Because, you know, yes, I mean, there, there's always things that we think about. I, I like the idea of doing that. And then I try it on for a while and I'm like, I don't like it. Uh, this is, this isn't a good fit for me. Um, one of the tools that we've used that's been helpful for us on this is, uh, our five, our 10, five, one evaluation. And, and that 10, five, one is that, that evaluation that says, all right, what is it that, that's, and so we list all the activities we're currently doing, um, all, all, and we list it in order of 10, five, one, 10 being, this is the highest value I can contribute to the organization based on right now. Five is it's valuable, but it needs to be done well, but I may not have to be the person to, to do it. That's a capacity thing, okay? That's where you might hire somebody in or, or create new, new tools to help, like evaluating tax returns. It was critical that we get did it, but or it's critical that it got done well. But if holistic hand plan can do it and get me 90% of the way, it's not critical that I, I spend that time doing it. So that's a, that's a, a capacity thing. And then one is like, we should stop doing it because this is no longer necessary. But then, then there's two things. One is you list out, what do I think uh, based on like level of enjoyment on all these activities? Because again, if I want to create a, a life or a job or a role that I don't want to retire from, I should be continually moving towards greater like passion towards what I'm doing. Doesn't mean you're going to like every aspect and it doesn't mean you can turn it off tomorrow. But you list the same. It's 10 is like, I love this activity. Five is, I don't hate it, but like, it's okay. I did, it's, if I could do more of the 10 and less of the five, I'd do it. And one is like, I don't like it. This is something if we could get somebody else in here to do it, I would like it. Now, again, we do these and, and keep in mind, that doesn't mean just because it's a one, you no longer have to do it. It just means it's a way for us to go, all right, so we need to get something to change here or, or you know, move you closer to more of those 10 activities. Um. But then, then what comes out of that is what else? 
like it's okay. One is like, let's create more capacity so you can do more of the 10 um, and really less of the five and none of the one. And, and then sometimes it takes transition time and, and we hire new people, we build new capacity. Um, but then often it creates the space of, but what else would you do? So let, let's, let's create the perfect day that you're not doing right now. That's on somebody else's list. Like, and I'll give you a good example of this. Justin is, um, when we have someone that is, is when we, when we have someone starting uh, at the beginning of this year, a, a project manager for you and for Cody that is coming in and his, his job to get good at first is Seth, if you're listening, we're excited to have you. We're looking forward to you being here um, is to be an A plus player at the project management position. Now, what's natural is, you know, there is a, a path that he's looked at that probably will, will continue to want to move down is that just like everybody that starts in that project management position, he's in all your meetings. He's taking your meeting notes. You know, he's, he's, uh, also getting really good, making sure all the licensing is there and, and then project managing that client, that client's hearing from, from him more than, uh, more than you frees you up to be able to do more just lead advisor activity. Cause that's your 10, you know, when you, when you have that there and not that, not the project management, you don't like, dislike it, but it's, you like the other stuff a little more. And so, He's going to be able to fill that role. But then at some point when he gets A plus and, and we create capacity for him in that 10% or 20% space, just, he's going to want to try on being an elite advisor. And so that's where that, that exploration has to be there. But that only comes when you create capacity and you define what is it you'd like to try on next. And, and, and so I, I think those are, those are a big deal. Um, any, any comments or, or, or things on that? I just think for me personally, it's been interesting to see that that changes. Like, yeah, I, like we have to redo it on a regular basis, at least like semi-annually because, you know, even like we're made up of what, 65 to 75% water, depending on what survey or thing you're reading. But if you drink too much water, it could literally kill you. So even too much of a good thing or something you're passionate about can still be, it's interesting like, how that changes, like some things like, oh, I, I love doing this. I want more of it. And then I get a lot of it and I'm like, whoa, yeah. I, I love this a lot less right now. And yeah. it's a, like for me to step back and be like, why don't I enjoy doing this? Is it how I'm doing it? Is yeah. it the quantity of what I'm doing? Or is it, is it truly the, the thing that I'm doing? Right. Like that, I, that'd be challenge because. Um, it's easy, especially in the moment to be like, I don't enjoy just, I don't enjoy doing this. It's a five, but stepping back and be like, no, no, on a normal basis, I enjoy this. So maybe it's how I'm doing this that I need to adjust. And so I find it really good at, at judging, like, how am I flowing my week and my day? And then what am I working is because it's not challenging anymore. And I need to be challenged in a new way. That's right. That's right. No, that's a good point. The, the, uh, we were built, like we said earlier, for a little, we, we need a little bit of adversity. We need a little bit of resistance, right? And, and some things that were so like big deals when you went through a week and you accomplished them, they just aren't as big a deal anymore because you're used to living heavier weights, right? You can lift heavier weights. And so it becomes a, well, maybe we should try on this other thing. I think that would, you know, help me get that, that, that fire back in what I'm doing. So, so that, 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 those, that dance between those things is, is critically important. Um, and then eventually what it leads to is promotion to the, the next level. And then you just repeat that whole cycle. Um, it's, it's a constant repetition of competency, capacity, contribution, promotion, and back and forth. Um, 
you know, we, we, we had a lot of stuff we'd say on this, Justin. I know, I know we, we're, uh, bumping up against our, our, a lot of time we wanted just to land the plane on this, uh, to recap this is guys, this is, this is fundamental. If you want to be able to be an organization that attracts the kind of people you're looking for, uh, you know, <laughs> that they're looking for, just be intentional about this. Really, if you want to focus on on creating a, a, an organization that you never want to retire from, these things are just fundamental to human nature. Nobody likes feeling trapped. Nobody likes not feeling like they're progressing and growing. Nobody likes being stuck in things just for the sake of sex. So this helps intentionality and it attracts the kind of people that are into that. And I don't know what you want in life, but I'm assuming you want the kind of people that are like get excited about this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so we'll we'll keep this conversation going. Um, Justin, and I'll, I'll let you close us out. Yeah, thank you all for joining us today. It's always a, a pleasure to host you and spend time with with Wes. And for those of you who are really bummed that Andy wasn't here, don't worry. He's he's not permanently not with us. He's just not with us this week. So you yep. will be back. Um, I would encourage you, if what you're doing now is not what, or maybe how you'd be doing things, if you could change it, then I encourage you, go to the website, westyoungloneyk.com. There's a ton of resources. There's blogs, articles, takeaway documents that you can download for free. And then we also have courses that that are available that might be what you need to help make you that transformation for what you're looking for. So until next time, thank you and always stay positive.